I'm going to ask all of you that can to stand up right now, if you will. Because you're inside the exam room, and you know, you're usually standing there until the doctor walks in, and when he walks in, he looks at you and he says, how you doing today? He says, go ahead and have a seat. In fact, sit on the bed. So everybody go ahead and sit on the bed if you would. Go ahead. Now I want you to look at your neighbor and say, at least they didn't walk out here with any gloves on. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced this or not, but when you go into the doctor's office for any kind of exam or check, have you ever uh, seen the doctor when he walks in and you're in the room now and he's, he's he got your... He's got your chart in his hand, but he takes it and just kind of holds it behind his back. And he just says, well, good to see you today. You've been doing all right? Y'all been doing all right? Yeah, well, say, what does my chart say, doctor? Well, that's all right. We don't want to talk about that right now. You don't want to talk about that. Listen, don't, don't, don't worry about it. Listen, hey, you know, it was, it was real good. Y'all do anything special for Easter? Yeah, we. I know me and my family. We just work like dogs. Ruff, ruff, ruff. We, we, we. Hey, say what about my chart, doctor? Well, listen. Don't don't worry about that. Uh, anyway, no. I don't know if that's any ever happened to any of you or not. But this is kind of a picture the Lord gave me, and this is happening all too much, all too often. This is happening. People walk into churches every week, and it's the same way as walking into uh, an appointment you've got with a doctor, and he gets your report, and he's reading all the test results, and it doesn't, it's not all good, and when he looks at at the results, because he don't want to become an enemy of yours he just kind of takes it and well you don't want to talk about that don't worry it's no big deal and don't even worry about that right now let's talk about something else let's talk about uh you know i i text i know somebody that text uh, a number to lowe's and got a hundred dollar gift card yesterday and it was legit too i got five dollars did you get one did you any of y'all get no, nobody you know what about $5? I know, $5. I said, the only thing wrong with that, you know, I'd ride over there and, and get a ticket for $65 in court, cost the court, and then come back and say, but, but at least I got $5. No, it, it, nobody carries on. You say, but doctor, what in the world does my chart say? And then, then he says, well... Well, I'm going to tell you what your chart says. And he's going to tell you without you begging him because that's his job. That's what you went to him for. And this is what our, our chart tells us when we walk into church every week. Our chart tells us something. Every Sunday, the chart should be, and in a lot of cases, it is trying to tell us something vital 
and critical to our spiritual well-being and our eternal existence. But a lot of men don't want to tell people what the chart says because they're afraid. So they hide the chart and they just tell them other things, anything, funny things sometimes, uh, gift certificate type of things. And Pat referred to this a while ago, and I was going to refer to it, which was great confirmation for me to let me know that I needed to, to just to tell all of us again that there is an ongoing attack. I started to play a video for you. It's 18 minutes long, but I knew some of you would get tender because it talks about some political stuff in there, and some of you just have not got freed from that yet. You are more Republican or Democrat or any, than you are Christian, and your track record proves that. Don't you get mad at me. I'm reading your report to you that you asked me to read to you a while ago. Amen? So I didn't show you the video. I'm not going to show you the ultrasound. I'm just going to tell you. And I knew that what God was dealing with me, because I've been in this, I've been in like one of the, these ping pong matches, back and forth. The ball's just going everywhere. And yesterday morning, I really didn't know, God, what, what in the world? I know he had dealt with me about the word immediately and all the times Jesus did things and it happened immediately. And then God, I've been reading in the, in the book of Daniel again, by the way. You can read Daniel and Revelation at the same time and both of them are pointing in the same direction if you didn't know that. And yesterday morning, the Lord dealt with me about a passage in Daniel and about the, the fact that, that Christians, Sri Lanka, everywhere, Christians are being persecuted. They are being targeted. Don't say we need to get a march, we need a rally. That ain't what God called His people to do. He said we are to pray without ceasing. Prayer is today, tomorrow, and Tuesday. I said, I told Barbara this this morning, I said, I told Angie yesterday, you know, we're at the point in time and didn't know Pat was going to tell you this. It was the Holy Spirit. Though. I said, I'm convinced all we can do and all men and women can do everywhere is study, prepare, pray, and present the gospel and unlock the doors. But at the end of the day, people have to have a desire or need or an understanding. It is time to be in God's house. You can't make a grown adult go to church if they don't want to go to church. Amen. You can't do it. You can't even, you, you can make children go to church and their body be there, but their mind and heart's not there. And that's why we're doing all we're going to do to help everybody from the smallest child to the oldest person in here want to come to God's house. And so I'm telling you that the report says that, doctor, you are to do everything that you are to do to get people in a place where they need to be so we can do. If you've got the Version Bible app and you've already looked at the Scripture today, it's one I quote all the time, John 16, 33. 
in the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. And see, this is really where we're going to land the plane at today. It's not anything to get upset about, about this right here, because we know, and a lot of people say, in the end we win. Man, that's wrong. Do you remember last week? We've already won. There ain't no end to it. We already win. We're in the winner's circle right now. And so the job is to, to let every one of us know that you can be of good cheer today, but you cannot be upset when not even in church you read at home or you hear something and it convicts you of something. You, you don't need to get upset about it. I, I've discussed this, I know, three times in three different capacities this week. I said, a lot of people, they hear or they see something or just in prayer, God convicts them or reveals them. And, and you do one of two things. When God, you either get mad or angry, uh, hurt, that's kind of the same thing, or frustrated or ill, and you run or you embrace it. Just like when you're told this. You can, you can do what Pat's had to do. You've got leukemia. And this last August, the beginning of August for 40 days. And you can go through the radiation and treatment so that you can stand one day on the stage and proclaim the goodness and faithfulness of God. Or you can get mad at the doctor and say, I'm just going to find me another doctor to go to. I'm going to find me another practicing physician's office to go to another hospital to treat me you keep doing that you'll spiritually die amen you'll die so kind of just looking at my chart today God what do I need to hear I don't want to walk out of here feeling good I want to walk out of here feeling challenged because when I feel challenged I get better amen all the time y'all and we don't. The Spirit talks to people, but we don't talk to people. And I, I found out it is a lot easier for me to deal with man and blame man than to embrace the Spirit of God and say, Lord, hallelujah, you love me enough to talk to me about what I need to know. So we just got a little bit of chart talking to do today. That's all we're going to do. We're going to talk about some good treatment. Part of it is a three-day uh, therapy program. It's very therapeutic for me from 6 to 7, and it happens in here. You have not because you ask not. You don't have to come to prayer, and I get that. I can pray at home. Yeah, you can. But you can't be biblically correct and pray at home when he said, My house shall be a house of prayer, and forsake not the assembling of, your, of yourselves, and it's always been designated for many, many years. We pray the last three days of the month. So you can pray at home. You can say, well, I got enough because Opie preached for 32 minutes instead of 28 minutes. So I'm good for about six months now. You don't have to come to prayer. But he said, I've quoted this at 915, will I find faith on the earth? So I'm going to talk to you about the chart, but we're going to look at a chapter in Daniel that, that talks about a dream. King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. 
And that dream was so scary, he, he didn't know what to do about it. He saw a big tree cut down. He saw a stump left. And some other things went on. I can read the 17 verses, but I'm not going to. You read them. I've already read them many times. You read it when you get home. And this, these scriptures are on the app, by the way. But, and this is where the available series came from. Nebuchadnezzar went to Daniel. Yes, for those of you that don't know, the same Daniel that was in the lion's den, the same Daniel had three buddies, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so we're jumping into the story where this dream, I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belteshazzar, which he changed Daniel's name to that. He's talking to Daniel. He said, now you, Belteshazzar, declare or tell me its interpretation since all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me this interpretation, but you are able for the spirit of the holy God is in you. And just for a minute, that is where we're going to put up the tent and we're going to roast some marshmallows. Because I want to remind all of you that are believers, Jesus said you are a chosen generation you are a joint heir with Christ, meaning same rights and privileges. You are part of a royal priesthood. And with that being said, since you are a child of God, you're a believer, there is a differentiation between you and the world because you are saved. But I'm going to go just one step farther this morning because we are living in a time because of false prophets and all kind of fads, new doctrines, new religions, and people that absolutely do not want to talk about the report. They don't want to. They'll pick and choose and cherry pick different things that you won't get offended at, that you will like, that you will enjoy, that does not challenge you and make you hungry and thirsty to have more of God. There's so much of this going on, I don't even think the body realizes that. But there's another step you can have, not just the difference between us and the world, but there's a step when you look at your chart, when you embrace the Word of God, when you listen to sound doctrine, and you say, okay, God, you're trying to tell me something, not because you hate me or you're ticked off or you're mad at me, but because you love me, and this is that difference. You can get to a place in your walk if you want to. That's the stipulation. There's no restriction. Everybody say, no restriction. There's no restriction on the part of God. 
There can come a time in your life and in your walk where the Spirit of the Holy God, the Holy Ghost, can be in you in such a le- at such a level that you stand out from all other Christians. We stand out from all other churches. We're not better than anybody else. But there can be a place. There is a place where the King says, you are the one where the answer can be found. You are the hospital where people can get healed and help. You are the one that's not scared of the report. You say, God, I want you to check it again. I want you to keep checking. I want you to search me and see if there's anything. I don't have to wait till I get to church. Before I leave my house in the morning and I go back to work, I go to school or I go run errands, Lord, just make sure the temple's where it needs to be and it's what it needs to be. What it needs to be. So this is what the king said. He says, Daniel, he says, I want you to tell me every single thing. I want you to tell me everything. And I don't want you to hold anything back. So Daniel proceeded to tell him. He says, listen. He said, the tree you saw being cut down that had reached up into the heavens, it's you. God's blessed you. He's put you in a place. He's given you rule, dominion, authority, prosperity at a level like no one else on the earth. And he said, but he's about to chop you down. He's about to chop you down. And verse 36 or goes on to say, no, I'm sorry. I want to go to 27. He tells him, he says, but you're not going to be completely removed. You're not going to die. It's not going to kill you. You're probably going to wish you're dead. He said, but, and, and if you'll show verse 30, I'm sorry, verse 27. If you have that. If you don't, I'll read it. Therefore, O king, after he told him, he said seven times is going to pass. You're going to be thrown into the forest. You're going to be removed. He says, therefore, king, please just take my advice and let it be acceptable. And he was about to do this right here. He says, I'm giving you the report. Break off your sins. Might get offended. Might quit paying tithes. Might put a post about the church on Facebook. Might text somebody. Might get mad and just, well, preacher, don't talk like that at that church. Come over here with me. Break off your sins by being righteous. And your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. He didn't do it. Now, and I'm sorry I didn't give this to y'all, but I feel led of the Spirit of God to share this. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go to verse 28. And they may not be able to get this for you, so I want you to listen. So he told him this, and verse 28 says, "All and I, this, is, this is going to somebody in this building. I know people are watching, but in this building, I feel like the Lord is just screaming out to us today. And he said, listen, just repent. Just start living righteous. Do the right thing. You don't have an excuse. You're blessed more than anybody. 
All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of the 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke, and this is what he said. Is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? And while the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. And they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen. Seven times shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomsoever he chooses. That very hour, the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from the men and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. At the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, at the end of the time, at the end of the seven-year period of time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes to heaven and my understanding returned to me. You see, let me just say this. I don't believe there's a such thing as an atheist in this world. Well, I know an atheist preacher. My so-and-so's an atheist. They just tell you that. They're not an atheist. You can't be an atheist. It's impossible. Because when you say, I don't believe, that's an acknowledgement. But there, there is something not to believe in. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. God used the word fool for some reason. There's not an atheist, you see. I have always said, there is a light for everybody. So don't you give up. If somebody you love or you're related to, they're not a believer. The apostle Paul, before his name was changed to Paul, it was Saul. He was a hellion, but he thought he was a religious, righteous somebody. He was persecuting Christians. And there was a light just his size on the Damascus Road. Don't give up praying for people, church. There's a light just their size that will get their attention. There is a disease. There's a seven-year period. There's a wilderness somewhere. There's a length of fingernails and hair. There's a level of humiliation God can bring every man and woman breathing to that they can come to their senses and call on the God of heaven. Don't you give up praying for people. Don't quit praying. Don't quit praying for people. My understanding returned to me. Hallelujah. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored Him who lives forever. When your heart gets right, your praise and worship gets in line. You quit praising yourself yourself. 
And you praise the most holy God, the only true God. And that's what is wrong in this world. People want to be recognized. They want to be built up. They want to be seen by everybody everywhere. They want to live in a cheers environment where everybody knows their name. And they only think of God when they need something or there's a national crisis. So... For his dominion, he said of God, it's an everlasting dominion. His kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven. And among, I love in the army of heaven. You're part of an army. Somebody asked me yesterday when I was paying for our food up at McAllister's in Southern Pines. You know, I go all out. I love soup and sandwich. You ought to know that by now. I could have ate steak, but I just wanted a sandwich and a bowl of tomato bisque soup, you see. You serve, a, you, you serve with a very, very dignified preacher if you didn't know that. They said, uh, before I swipe your card, do you serve in the military? I said, I am in the army of the Lord. You're part of an army. She didn't give me the discount, but the food was good. But, and Angie will attest to this, and Caitlin will too. I think Tyler's been a part of this now a couple of times. Because when they ask me, I tell them. And I think about 95% of the time, I get the discount. So you're part of an army. Quit like you are a tourist. You are part of an army, church. You're not on vacation. You're on a battlefield. You're in the army. And his dominion is an everlasting dominion. Verse 34, his kingdoms from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. He does among the army of the Lord as he pleases. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. I'm reading it one more time because you didn't hear me the first two times. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? See, you can just read the word. You ain't even got to preach, man. You can just read the word and it'll do its thing. Verse 36 says, at the same time my reason returned unto me. He got his understanding back, and then his reasoning came too. And for the glory of my kingdom and my honor and my splendor returned to me. Stop right here, Opie Swells, and tell them what I want you to tell them. In the name of Jesus... If you will humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and allow the understanding that comes only from the acknowledgement of God and the reasoning that comes from God, your splendor, your kingdom, and your dominion, it will come back to you. You can sing all you want to. I'm going to the enemy's camp, and I'm going to take back what he stole from me. But I'll tell you how to get it quicker than singing. You give God the praise that belongs to him, and you give him the dominion and the glory and the 
majesty. You humble yourself and says there's nobody like him. He's the only real God. I'm a nothing in this life. It's only by his grace that I'm breathing right now. And he will return to you splendor and beauty and majesty and royalty like you have lost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because you're faithful. My counselors and my nobles resorted to me. That means all the people that kicked his rump into the woods, they come to the woods and got him. I was restored to my kingdom. And listen to this. Tell me God can't hook you up. And excellent, my excellent majesty was added to me. Now, I Nebuchadnezzar, now, you got to say that word, now. Long nails, long hair, no deodorant, seven times. He was swampy looking. And swampy smelling. Nasty. He was a nasty boy. <laughs> he was nasty. But you know what? Now, I praise not myself, not what I've done, not my kingdom, not my business. Not my level of knowledge. Not my income. Now. Now I praise and extol and honor the King of heaven. All of whose works are truth. And his ways justice. See if God. Let me shut something up the devil might be telling you or have told you. If he wasn't a just God, he would say, well, I'm just going to let him learn that lesson, and I'm not going to restore anything back to him, including his excellency. He's a good God, church. You can believe all this worldly trash if you want to. He's not only a good God, he's the only just rule of authority there is in this whole world. The only just rule. Everybody else can be bought pretty much so, or persuaded and his ways are justice. And those who walk in pride, he's able to put down. Here's your question today. I told you about the therapy going on from 5 to 6, six to 7. I, 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 I want to listen to your heart. Because you're going you're gonna to say something with your mouth when I read this to you. And I tell you this. But the Holy Ghost is listening to your heart. I'm going to go and tell you, you're going to say something with your mouth. But the same Spirit of God that knew where Daniel stood knows where you stand. So here I go. Here's the question. 
based on what you need to do. And I need to do based on our chart. It's found in the 6th chapter of Isaiah, the 8th verse. Discussion going on in heaven. There was a need. This is what Isaiah wrote down that he heard. As the discussion was going on, I heard, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Who will go for us? Then Isaiah stood up and said, Here I am. I'm available. Here I am. I'm available. Here I am. I'm right here. I'm available, God. Here I am. I'm not sidetracked by money, success, people, popularity, or fads, or anything else. Here I am, God. I'm not even sidetracked by how well other churches are doing and they look like they've. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Send me. Send me. Here I am. Now I want to know, on behalf of God, how many of you in this room, really, honestly, truly, before the Holy God, can say, Lord, I'm available. I'm available. Send me. You, 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 can, you can take me to that second step. I, I'm ready for you to send me at such a level that I am ready to completely empty me of me so you can fill me with that same spirit that King Nebuchadnezzar differentiated in the life of Daniel. Lord, I'm available right now. Here I am. Right now, here I am, send me. I'm ready to be that vessel to be filled. Here I am. All right? Anybody in here can say, send me. Just raise your hand if it's you. And I know I ain't even looking for nobody to raise your hand. And here's what you're going to do and here's what God's going to do. All right? Here I am, send me. Anybody. You don't even want to raise your hand today if you don't mean it. You don't even want to raise your hand. I ain't even going to say nothing smart aleck and make you feel bad. Because trust me, we, we threw it all that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We are losing time. It's gone. There are people that are going to die and go to hell because I, I, I'm not ready for you to send me. I'm just going to have to be dealt with by God on judgment day. I told you. We can hide it so you don't get mad and these two sections empty out and I can get tender about that. Let people make smart aleck comments about what I'm not doing and that's why the church is not filled. No, it ain't. People don't want to live right anymore, church. And we want to blame something other than people's choices for them not wanting to live right.
He said it's straight, it's narrow, and I got news for all of you in here today. There's only going to be a few people that find it. Only a few. Do I want a few people in church? No, I want it filled. I want us having church about six times a week because we need the space to take care of people. Yeah, I want it. But this is what I know God wants. He wants somebody to say, listen, are you ready to stand out from all the other wise men? Are are, are you ready? Or you just want to blend in with all them people that look like they can tell you what you need to know. And there's only one thing. Back in old school Pentecostal uh, rearing and growing up, we would say it like this. Many messages and songs have been preached and sung. It's the anointing that makes the difference. It's the anointing that makes the difference. And it's only the anointing that's going to make the difference. And I, I, I want you to do something. I, I want you to think about this. We're going to close in just a minute. There's a song that's gripped a hold of me in the past 24 hours. And I, last minute, I sprung it on Mackie. But see, I believe in the power of the Holy Ghost that you don't need a big wind if God's in it. And I know he, he didn't even flinch. In fact, he was one of them text people that I talked about last week, two weeks ago. He didn't even reply back to my text. Not even with a dot or a comma, let alone a K or emoji. But in all jokes aside, he didn't have to because I know he got it. But while you are listening to that and watching that song, Just this, this, this right here. Lord, I, 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 I'm ready. Let me tell you something. People, anybody in here, I'm not going to ask you to stand or do anything. And I ain't going to beat around the bush now. I don't know how, much, how many more messages I'm going to get to preach here. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to expire or time as we know it's going to expire. Or somebody's going to come into this place of worship and, and blow all of us up. So see, I can't really play games with you. I love you too much. So, if you have been filled, and I'm going to say it because there's a lot of there's a lot of people that's scared of what I'm about to say, and I do not know why. You would not be scared to put 93 percent octane in your tank if you knew you were going to get more gas mileage and you knew your car was going to run four times as good and four times as long what do you mean i don't know why people are scared when you say this but if you have ever been filled with the holy ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues i'm not just going to stop somewhere if you, and I don't mean something you went to a class, you read it online, or you tried it. No, I'm talking about where the power of God took over you, and you didn't even know the power of God took over you until after some time. Depending on your background, I may have scared the daylights out of you, and I don't know why, because you wouldn't turn away 93% or ethanol-free gas in your car if you knew it would do it better. And I don't know why people do it all over the world when it comes to their spiritual... Because, see, there is a level you can live, and even an old 
hard-hearted king can say, well, you, now you're different than all these other heathens. It just has the label. You can get to a place where they quit subgrouping you with just church people and Christians. All right? Because you know the world does that to us now. Uh, Fifty years ago, people could find out you were a Christian, and you know what they would do? They would respect you. They wouldn't cuss around you. They would act like... They will act like you were like the Apostle Paul around them. Amen? They'll cuss you out and slap you, and, they'll, and they will say the most filthiest of things in front of you just to get a rise out of you now. So they don't respect that. But there's a place you can get to. There is a place you can get to. And I'm going to say this before we pray, and Mackie ministers... To you, I want you to listen. Me and Angie went and saw a movie yesterday, and I don't promote stuff from the pulpit usually. And I still, for the life of me, can't think of the name. It starts with an E. No, it don't. Breakthrough, it, start, it sounds like E-B, breakthrough. I don't know why I can't remember that name. This is twice the day. And it's not about somebody going to the bathroom. Listen to me. We watched this movie yesterday. And it just reiterated everything I just told you. It is hard to find, even in the church world, somebody that just pure and simply believes God, period, in the most of impossible situations. You can't even find it among the clergy. You can't... I, I, I mean... And I told her, and I said it this morning, I said, you know, when people clock out of faith because it's impossible, that's where God clocks in and he says, okay, I'll do it. But I can only find it in certain places in certain people's lives. You need to watch that movie. Now, if you're offended at the word hell, don't go watch it because they said it two times. But don't play that with me because I know what kind of music you listen to and they drop all kind of bombs. Amen? Or you say, well, it was rated R. I didn't know they were going to cuss. Are you kidding me? You didn't know they were going to cuss. Oh, my word. People kill me. Anyway, God wants to do it, church. He wants to do what everybody else has already explained away. It don't happen anymore. God ain't going to do it. God wants to do it. God's hungry and thirsty to move and break out in your life and break out in this church and break out in this community. God wants to do it, and I'm here to tell you God wants to do it. But are we willing to say, I'm available, here I am. Will you close your eyes, Father in heaven? I love you, and I thank you so much. Lord, 2,000 years ago, when you needed a spotless lamb, to go to the cross to die for my sins. Jesus, you said, here I am. Here I am. Lord, if there's any way, let this cup pass from me, but here I am. I'm going to do it. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray that you would deal with every person in this room right now. Lord, Lord, I'm not mad at you about my chart. I thank you, God, enough that you examined me long enough and just didn't try to take my money and run to tell me about my chart, Lord. I thank you, oh God. 
I'm not leaving the church. I'm not mad at anybody. Lord, I'm not doing it. God, it's me and you. I love you. And I pray for every person sick in their body. In the name of Jesus Christ, the risen Savior, I pray healing is imparted right now. God, be glorified. And what you do, we will give you praise. In Jesus' name.